As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap, and she takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Welcome to Circumspice, the right side of Michigan. All things Michigan from a conservative point of view. Welcome to Circumspice, the right side of Michigan. All things Michigan from a conservative point of view. I'm your humble host, Alan Ray, in Gadsden Studios in the southeast corner of Michigan. Joining me is Boris the Spider in my windowsill, still looking at me. Uh, Boris is about a, uh, a one-and-a-half-inch diameter wolf spider, according to my son, who's an expert on these things. Uh, not hurting anybody, and he's more outside than he's inside. So what the heck? I'll just let him stay. Keeps my wife out of the studio. The dog doesn't seem to mind. So, hey, we're going to get going on this show. we got so much to talk about. I can't even imagine. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. 
I keep hitting the wrong buttons. Just sent my very first article of the day into space. I don't know what the heck happened there. <laughs> Welcome. I'm in a much better mood. If you caught my show Friday night, uh, of course, 9-11 just puts me in a horrible mood. I'm just ir- irate, irritable all day. Blah. Uh, I'm over it. I'm over it. Took a trip right up the middle of the state, all the way up to Gladwin and Beaverton yesterday, just to spend two hours with my sister and her kids and all of their kids. Oh my gosh. She's in direct competition with the Amish for taking over that area. I'm telling you right now, she has got a mess of people and they all are related to us. Anyways, um, my uh, Chase Allen, who his middle name is named after yours truly, his birthday is just a few days before mine. They were really hoping he'd hang on till my birthday as a birthday present. He, he turned one. He turned one. So happy birthday, Chase, if mama's still listening to this. Um, we took a, a road trip up there right up through the middle of Michigan. Kind of rainy, kind of overcast, still absolutely gorgeous. You get up north of Lansing, and it's like you drop off into a different planet. It starts getting hilly. Uh, the only thing I don't really care for, even though they are, there's a beauty to them, uh, they have they have just constructed all of just hundreds of windmills in the middle of the state. They're they're kind of cool the first couple times you look at them. I don't really care for them. Uh, they they take away from the beauty, the natural beauty of the state, and they're just kind of nasty. I don't like them. Anyways, been a very very busy weekend. We got back last night, had a good time today. Uh, put my running time in and all that good crap. So I'm I'm geeked up, ready to rock and roll. Been mowing grass all day. So if I start snotting, sniffing right in the middle of all this, you know what's going on there. Whew. But anyway, we got a big show, a lot of things going on in Michigan. Uh, the big news this week, big news. We we had Joe Biden and President Donald Trump in Michigan this week. Uh, both, you know, Michigan has grown into a battleground state. Used to be, it'd be like, oh yeah, by the way, Michigan went to the Democrats. Well, 2016 kind of changed that all. 2016, Michigan kind of flipped red and it blew people's minds. I want to look at that. I want to look at that in just a moment. Okay. Uh, before I jump into it too far, just want to give a shout out to the chat. We got a lot of cool people in there. If you're listening to this, it's Sunday night. It's right around 8.06. Get into chat, www.klrnradio.net backslash chat. We'll put you right into the Chat Lives Matter crew. Um, we've got Jeff, we got Ordy, we've got JC, we've got GR. Who else? We got Eric's in there. It's filling up in there. Get in there, say hi to the guys, uh, harass me, whatever you guys want to do, we'll, we'll just get into it. So, anyways. For those of you who are listening to this in the future, you know by now that uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump both hit Michigan this week. Of course, Joe Biden hit Michigan, blaming Donald Trump for everything. That's what Democrats do. Um, well, that's what politicians do, really. I mean, when we get to Trump, he's 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 throwing it out there too. But Joe Biden. Ended up in Warren, Michigan. Of course, Warren, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Um, big, uh, big three town. Ford plants over there. He um, he was speaking in a union facility, you know, right in a parking lot. Um, and wow, you listen to his speech. Number one, he did pretty good. Did pretty good. Got to admit, for Biden. But the only real bad thing he did all weekend was he tried to say that 6,700 soldiers died of COVID-19. There was only seven. What he was trying to say was uh, that's how many people died in Michigan of COVID-19. Actually, that's how many people died in Michigan with COVID-19 in their system when they died. They didn't die of COVID-19. They died of all kinds of different complications, but they did have COVID-19 in them. Now, some of them, some of them, a percentage of them did die of COVID-19. It attacked their body. It gave them horrible, horrible symptoms. Any kind of pre-existing symptoms they had, it complicated them. They passed away. But Biden 
opened his mouth right on the heels of, and if you listen to my show Friday night, I talked to this uh, whole thing about this book came out. Uh, President Trump, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, had a big, you know, uh, talk to Bob Woodward from Woodward and Bernstein, the ones that broke Watergate. Why any politic on the right would ever do that is beyond me. They just know that this is going to get thrown in their face. And, you know, Bernstein, the other part of Woodward and Bernstein, you know, they're not really, they don't really pair up much anymore. But Bernstein, since 2016, has likened every single thing Donald Trump has done to Watergate. Everything. Everything is Watergate. Uh, that's, that's the only claim to fame Bernstein has is Watergate. So every time, every time he wants to be heard, he compares something to Watergate. <sighs> yeah, okay, whatever. Anyways, uh, Woodward came out with a book. And apparently the, the big scandal du jour right now is that uh, Trump played down COVID-19. He played down the coronavirus. Um, uh, there again, if you listen to uh, Hardcore Patriot Friday night, you know what they expected Trump to do is the same thing they expected uh, they expected George W. Bush to do on 9/11. As the second he heard that there was airplanes hitting the buildings, when, when he was reading books to little children, he should have stood up and screamed as loud as he could in their faces, "Oh my God, you're all going to die!" and scarred these kids for life. And that's what they wanted Trump to do. They wanted Trump to come on television, apparently, and say, you know, America, we have a really bad, horrible, nasty disease coming, and most of you are going to die. That, that's what they wanted him to say. That would have really eased everybody's minds. These, these people pushing this, I just, they're so stupid. Anyway, so that's Biden's point of this trip. He came here. And he tried to convince people that, uh, that Trump in the last four years has actually, in reality, sent all of our jobs overseas. That's a hard sell, especially in this state, especially in this state that was absolutely ravaged by Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden, his sidekick, like dumb and dumber running the country. This state was ravaged. And in the last four years, it was just starting to make a comeback when this pandemic hit. Trump, Donald Trump, did not shut this state down. He left it up to 50 individual governors. Gretchen Whitmer shut this state down. Gretchen Whitmer put COVID patients in nursing homes, jacking up the death rate. Gretchen Whitmer killed jobs in this state. Oh, and by the way, she's still playing uh, pay to play, by the way. If, if you do something to help her get votes, she'll let your industry open up. That's why Joe Biden was at the automotive industry, because, you know, the union, big supporters of the Democrat Party. Yep. Yep. They threw some money at Whitmer's campaign. So she opened them up. They're not feeling the pain. They're not feeling the pain. And that's why Biden was right there. Because he knew, he knew that was a soft spot. Well, he don't know anything. He don't know. He's wandering around running into walls, telling people 6,700 uh, American soldiers died of COVID-19 when there's only been seven. He has good days and bad days. He had a pretty good day in Michigan. He at least strung some words together to mostly bring up coherent sentences that you could actually understand. But everything in his speech, in his content, which was written by somebody totally different, he can't write any. I, I, I guarantee you he can't keep a train of thought in order to write a paragraph. Um, basically blamed Trump for everything and wanted to make it sound like Donald Trump destroyed Michigan. In the meantime, the next day Donald Trump lands. Now, there's a point to what I'm doing here. There's a point to what I'm doing here. This is USA Today. Late Thursday, Donald Trump rallied. He was in Freeland, Michigan, up by Saginaw. Not yeah, an hour drive from, from uh, Warren. But anyways, it's up by Saginaw. Saginaw is an industrial town. It's, it's, it's sort of big, but it's, it's, not, it's not the most glamorous area. It's, it's right around a glamorous area, but you get right into Saginaw. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's not good. 
I've been there several times, several times. I don't have a problem with it. I kind of like Saginaw. I'll go through it. But anyways, he lands out there, and he starts pointing out, Joe Biden sent your jobs to China. He says, I'm running for re-election to keep jobs in Michigan. Unfortunately, this for Biden, this is more of the truth than Biden was saying. It didn't take long for Trump, who remember, you remember, Barack Obama said, what's it going to do? He's got a magic wand? What, he got a magic wand going to bring all the jobs back? Is that what going to do? <laughs> Look down his nose, sanctimonious, let everybody like everybody's the dumbest person in the room except him. <gasps> Guess what? When Trump got elected president, he made a bunch of phone calls. Some of them to Ford, Chrysler, GM said, hey, what do we got to do to get you people to get jobs back to the United States? And guess what happened? A whole bunch of jobs came back to Michigan. You like that? You like that? My Barack Obama invitation? <laughs> Jeff's in chat. You people are all idiots. You're all idiots. I'm Barack Hussein Obama. And if I tell you that I brought jobs, I brought jobs. I took pallets of cash away from you and give it to the Iranians. Anyway. Um, Trump won Michigan, of course, you know, the USA Today, they got to put the downside to everything Trump. So Trump won Michigan by less than 11,000 votes. Now, is he going to win in 2020? I don't know. I don't know. Right now, Biden only holds a 4.2 percentage point lead, according to the same article. Now, now, 4.2%, you give the margin of error, guess what? They're tied. Because you know they're going to give the margin of error to Biden. They're not going to give it to Donald Trump, I guarantee you. So anyways, here's the big thing. Okay, Trump used the event to argue that Biden would be weak on trade and push his own trade policies, including the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, which Trump got passed, took out NAFTA, replaced NAFTA, which Biden and Obama never did a thing about left all of our jobs screwed. Worst agreement ever. Worse. And, you know, like I said, if you read this article by USA Today, they got to go into the whole thing that, oh, he was inaccurate here, inaccurate there. They'll leave Biden alone. <laughs> they, they won't even touch Biden. And all you have to do is just listen to a speech to realize the guy had no clue what he was talking about. He was reading something. But the reason I say all this is here's the big thing. I want to play you a couple of sound bites. These are actual sound bites from the Biden campaign speech and the Trump campaign speech. Now, you're all, you're not even going to hear Biden and you're only going to hear just a, a sentence by Donald Trump. But I want you to tell me the difference between these two. Okay, first, first, here is Joe Biden's introduction. Okay, I had to jack that way up, okay? You hear, like, both people clapping, right? Maybe four people clapping. That, that's it. That's it. When you watch the video, there's, like, nobody there. Oh, they were practicing social distancing, and they were all wearing masks, and they were sitting in their little sanctimonious circle so the Rona wouldn't get them. Versus this. The beginning of Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump lands at the airport. Gets off the plane, walks up to the podium, and this is what he hears. car plants, Michigan. We brought you a lot of car plants. You know that, right? All right. What sounds more excited to you? The left or the right? <laughs> Again? Versus You getting it yet? If I had to guess, I'd say Joe Biden's in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> even the people, even the six people that were there for his speech 
did not seem very excited to be there. The looks, I mean, if you could see through their masks, you could almost see the disappointment in their face. Oh, Lord. What did I do to deserve this crap assignment? <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's what I want to point out. That's, that is what the Democrats are going to deal with on Election Day. Now, whether there is enough single people out there clapping for Biden, yay, whether there's enough of those that are willing to actually vote for Biden, who knows? I, I'm not going to call a national election. I mean, I know how these things go. And I can tell you right now, I just get this eerie feeling, eerie feeling that there's a couple of factories, burned out old factories across the nation with a bunch of activists sitting in them filling out they're going through dead people and people who don't live here anymore and whatever they can get their hands on and filling out these mail-in ballots for joe biden with the precincts and stuff like that and you know they, they've already promised that this election is going to take weeks and if they see this is going to be a landslide magically you're going to see a whole bunch of votes turn up oh <gasps> looky there all of a sudden biden won yeah, it wouldn't surprise. I'm not going to say it's happening, but it would not surprise me if it did happen. That's why they want the mail-in ballot, so they can ballot harvest, fill them out for Joe Biden, send them in. Knocks on some little old lady's door, say, did you, did you receive a bunch of mail-in ballots? Well, yeah, we got about four of them. Uh, can I have them? Sure, I sent mine in. Here's the other ones. Okay, thank you. Go fill them out and send them in. You don't think it happens? Talk to the people in California, baby. <laughs> That's why they want mail-in ballots. Meanwhile, at the same rally, my man, John James, shows up. John James, you remember him, right? This is a core. What is this according to? I don't I want to give credit where credit is due. M Live, of course. M Live. They're kind of all things Michigan, too. They lean to the left, but they do a pretty good job of getting things out there. U.S. Senate candidate John James said Republicans have forgotten that they are the party of emancipation and the civil rights movement during a speech at a rally for President Donald Trump. James, a Farmington Hills businessman and a veteran, is challenging U.S. Senator Gary Peters. In November, James gave a sprawling speech touching on the importance of recognizing the sacrifices of military members, supporting law enforcement officers, and protecting the American dream. James, of course, we know he is a black man and a descendant of slaves, said he knows what it's like to fear police violence, but also said police need support. He emphasizes with law enforcement officers who leave their families behind to do a dangerous draw job, drawing a comparison to his service in the Iraq war. He says, I understand what it feels like to have guns drawn on you because some, someone perceives you as a threat as you're parking your car in a parking lot. I understand what it feels like to be pulled over in a nice area of Detroit with my son in the back and wondering if this is the day my son's going to see me bleed out in the street. James said both parties have failed black people, but Republicans are too quick to blame Democrats. Still, James said Peters doesn't put black lives first. James laid into Peters throughout the speech, challenging him to release his tax returns and criticizing Peters for missing committee hearings in Congress. He said, right now, we have the ability and opportunity to put people in power who understand what it's like in the real world, who dedicate service before self, not self before service like Gary Peters. He said, Michiganders know that Gary Peters is an effective bipartisan leader. Oh, Peters' campaign issued a statement that said, Bull crap. Michigan know that Gary Peters is an effective bipartisan leader. He's not. Who works across the aisle to deliver results for them. He doesn't. And tonight they heard nothing but more attacks. And that's right. And they've been attacking John James since he ran in the last election two years ago. They have called him every name you can possibly think of. And he still almost won in a place dominated by Debbie Stabenow, who is Joe Biden's buddy. If that tells you anything, still rooting for John James. I want him. I want him in D.C. I really do. If you're in the sound of my voice, get out there. And make sure that he gets elected. Ah, oh, wow. What a day. Um, speaking of mail-in votes, I'm going to throw this out there before we go on break. This is some of the strange crap that goes on in Michigan. You trust your mail-in ballot? You, you think everything's cool? 
A Michigan woman got quite a surprise when she went to her mailbox this week. Amid her regular bills and junk mails, a postcard that had been mailed almost a hundred years ago. Brittany Keach told CNN that she didn't give the card much thought at first because she was busy with her kids and her daily hustle and her bustle. I thought it was very peculiar that I was receiving a postcard because nobody sends postcards anymore nowadays. I went, okay, this is different. Later, she noticed that the card was postmarked October 29th, 1920. It had her belding Michigan address, but was written to someone named Roy McQueen in fading cursive writing. The card reads, Dear Cousin, I hope this will find you all well. We are quite well, but Mother is awful lame knees. It's awful cold here. I just finished my history lesson and I'm going to bed pretty soon. My father is shaving and my mother is telling me your address. I will have to close for a night. Hope Grandma and Grandpa are well. Don't forget to write us. Roy gets his pants fixed yet. Uh, oh, did Roy get his pants fixed yet? It was signed by Flossie Burgess. Flossie, that's a 1920s name. Flossie, you gotta love it. Of course, looking at the card, it's got a Halloween theme with a black cat holding a broom and a bat. Now, uh, a post office, you know, uh, spokesman gave this lame excuse. He said, in most cases, these incidents do not involve mail that has been lost in our network and later found. What we typically find is that old letters and postcards, sometimes purchased at flea markets, antique shops, and even online, are re-entered into the system. The end result is what we do best, as long as there is a deliverable address and postage of the card or letter gets delivered. Yeah, right. I'm thinking, and, and my wife pointed this out. My wife pointed this out. She said, you know, haven't they been like moving a lot of machinery around and getting rid of a lot of machinery and getting rid of some post offices and stuff? And I went, I'll bet. We both started laughing. This was just a few hours ago. I said, I'll bet this fell out from behind one of those things and somebody just tossed it in the post, in the mail. That's more likely what happened. So trust your vote to the post office. Just remember that. We are coming up on the bottom of the hour, and I want to save the bulk of the hour because we are going to come back and talk about Gretsch. Of course, we're going to talk about her. Why would we not? It's Michigan, right? Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. So much more to go on, including the lawsuits. Where are they now? My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. It's Circumspice, right side of Michigan. I'm your humble host, Alan Ray, in Gadsden Studios, in the cornfields of southeastern Michigan. What a gorgeous day. Just just the anti-yesterday. Got my run in. My kids yesterday, um, they all pooled together over the week, and they got me a belated birthday present. Gave it to me yesterday while I was up in Gladwin. It's one of those uh, Samsung Active 2 watches that, like, syncs with your phone. So if I'm not on social media, if I'm not on Twitter or Facebook for a while, I'm trying to figure this thing out. It's cool. I like my gadgets, okay? I may be 55 years old, but I'm a gadget person. I am not afraid of technology. And this thing, so far, so far, everything I've done with this has just been the bomb. Uh, the running app that's on it, uh, Ava Dog, Ava the Wonder Dog, and I, we took off, did a four mile run today, and it tracked just amazing tracking and and tells you, I mean, the splits, uh, your time splits, and all that stuff on it were just the bomb. I'm already in love with it, and I'm just scratching the surface of some of the things it can do. Ah, <sighs> welcome back to Circumspice. It, it's just a great night in Michigan. It looks like it might be cooling down a little bit. I'm probably not going to do a fire tonight. I am just exhausted after road tripping yesterday, mowing grass all day today. I think I'm just going to hang out in Gadsden studios and uh, just unwind a little bit before bed. But before I do that, let's talk about Gretch. Of course, we're going to talk about Gretch. This is, this is me. It's circumspice. What did you think I was going to talk about? She's losing her grip folks. The rebellion has begun. Well, it started a while ago, but it's 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 ramping up. The Alcona County Board of Commissioners unanimously passed a resolution in August citing the Declaration of Independence and likening its action to the Boston Tea Party. It says the Declaration of Independence does not guarantee the protection to stay safe or healthy. That is an individual's responsibility, the resolution noted. Before criticizing the regions Whitmer's administration created to handle restrictions differently based on the severity of the disease locally. Now, this is according to Breitbart.com. 
says the o- the opening regional map drawn makes absolutely no sense. The county north of us has a higher urban areas, more cases, and is on the least restrictive path to opening where we are lumped in with the counties with mass populations, uh, nothing in common geographically. The county which borders Lake Huron said referring to the Alpena County. The commissioners argue there was no control group used which to base the statewide mask mandate. In other words, is there a control group that says, oh, look, if you wear a mask, you know, we put a bunch of people in, uh, in places where the coronavirus is floating around, 10 of them wore masks, 10 of them didn't wear masks. How many with the mask caught it? How many without the mask caught it? Good point. I'd like to know that. I'd like to know that. I'd like to see that study. So anyways, the commissioner wrote Whitmer and has said that she's evolved in her purpose of the lockdown. Originally, it was to flatten the curve. Now it's to keep people from getting the disease. And that is an unrealistic and unachievable goal. The orders have gone beyond the original intent. Commissioner asked Whitmer to cease issuing any more executive orders concerning the matter and rely on them to make decisions for their local residents, along with the health resource uh, officer, due to Whitmer's lack of knowledge on our area. How about that? They're rebelling against you, Gretch. Alcona County has had 23 confirmed cases of coronavirus and two deaths. That's it. That's it. Probably more people dying getting hit by a car. And Gretch has it locked down. Speaking of the lockdown, this is what's going on. This is stuff you need to know. This is the reason I do this show. The lawsuits against Whitmer are now in the Michigan State Supreme Court. According to WashingtonExaminer.com, says Governor Gretchen Whitmer's declaration of emergency powers for the past six months became a flashpoint of a lively back and forth between Michigan Supreme Court justices and attorneys on both sides of the issue. On Wednesday, the court heard oral arguments regarding the merits of the governor's invoking both the Emergency Powers of Governor Act of 1945 and the Michigan Emergency Powers Act of 1976 in her attempt to deal with the coronavirus pandemic. Now, if you don't know what's going on, if you don't know what's going on, Gretch, baby, she's using the 1945 law in its fullest extent and out of context, according to the lawyers that are trying to wrest the government back away from her, her queenly edicts. Um, 1976 is the most recent law. In 1976, it is assumed that that law, the Michigan Emergency Powers Act, trumps over the top of the 1945 law. The 1945 law was basically made for civil unrest. After World War II, some of the things that were going on, that's what it was made for. And she's using it for a pandemic. The argument is basically that uh, the 1945 Act does not have an explicit time limit for the exercise of emergency powers. The 1976 Act does. It says after 30 days, after 30 days, you must have the, you know, the, the authority given to you from the legislative branch. And, of course, Michigan's House, Michigan Senate is all, you know, it's, it's dominated by Republicans. Because if you look at the map of Michigan, it is a red state with a couple of tumors. And those tumors are the Detroit area, Lansing, and Grand Rapids area. Those are the blue spots. Everything else is red. So it does kind of make it difficult for a Democrat governor to get in there and really wreak too much havoc because usually, most of the time, they are controlled by the legislative branch of the state government. Well, she has decided that she's queen of Michigan instead of governor. And that she will not be stopped. And so this is what's happening with that. Now, as a result of this week's hearings, as a result of what's going on, and according to Wood TV, the Michigan Supreme Court wants more information after listening to hours of arguments over Governor Gretchen Whitmer's sweeping use of authority during the coronavirus pandemic. The court told the parties to file briefs on key portions of a 1945 law that Whitmer has cited to declare an emergency and set restrictions on everyday life to control the spread of the virus, which has killed more than 6,500 residents. Well, that's debatable. 
Critics argue that the law from World War II area, era was intended to restore order in certain areas of the state during times of riots, not during a, pan- a pandemic. The Supreme Court ordered lawyers to address by September 16th whether public safety in the law encompasses public health events such as epidemics. The court also wants input about how the law fits in the context of public health. The law doesn't include the words health. Sounds to me, sounds to me, like possibly the Michigan State Supreme Court is leaning towards, you know what? That law doesn't say anything about healthy. If that's the case, she could technically use this exact same law to declare a state of emergency over the heart disease pandemic that's going around Michigan that kills way more people than COVID-19 or cancer. She could literally stay in control unilaterally in this state indefinitely through this argument. And that is why she's being fought. Yes, Jeff, it is a tumor. <laughs> we are a red state with tumors. We have a tumor. It's called Detroit. No, um, it's not Detroit. It's just that there's a lot of people who have to vote Democrat in Detroit. Otherwise, they lose all their freebies. So there you have it. I'm, I've said it. Fire me. I don't care. Anyways, so it's getting heated up in the halls of the Michigan Supreme Court. And it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, how this pans out. Because I can tell you right now, um, this week, we may get a decision this week. I mean, we, we really may get a decision on this thing. And if they overturn her power and it gets kicked back to the Senate, and the Senate says, you don't get any more Michigan power, uh, emergency powers, you're done. You are going to see partying like it's 1999. You, you think Donald Trump's rally was crazy? You hear that? That's the sound of people not social distancing. Some of them weren't wearing masks. Oh, oh no, they're going to get the Rona. J- just pretend like, you know, pretend like they're chucking bricks through windows and setting things on fire. It'll, it'll ease your mind a bit. Okay? You're, you're going to be okay. Just relax. You know who was the uh, the idiot that said she got thrown out of the uh, rally? She she made a big deal out of it. All the news made a big deal out of it, and then it, everybody found out that she didn't have her press passes. She never applied for her press passes, so they told her to leave. She could stay for the rally, but she couldn't be you know in the press area. She lied, just flat out lie. And, you know, and the thing about it is, is last week, last week, um, Whitmer came out and publicly said, Michigan will not soften its response to the coronavirus pandemic until a vaccine is produced and readily available. That tells you how long, how long Whitmer is willing to keep this state locked down, keep small businesses dying. She, we, she doesn't even want to discuss she doesn't even want to discuss the suicide rate going on right now. She doesn't want to discuss how bad. And I had this conversation yesterday, okay, with a relative, a relative who's been struggling, who's been struggling, but they are back to work and they're doing good. And I'm proud of them. And this person told me flat out, said, I am so glad to be back to work. Sitting at home, laid off, was the worst thing in the world. I was just pretty much dying from anxiety. And I, and I told this person, I said, look, the problem is, like, don't feel like you're alone. And I'm glad you're doing okay. But what's been going on since March, basically since February, the lockdown, everybody getting sent home, everybody getting furloughed, all of these places closing down, all of the uncertainty, and I hate using that word, during these uncertain times, ugh, it drives me nuts. But... For a lot of people, it's an uncertain time. It takes little psychological problems and amplifies them three, four hundred times over. I want to know what the suicide rate is from January until now. I want to see that spike. 
I want a hard number of how many small businesses have closed permanently, never to open their doors again since March. I want to know how many people have turned from casual drinkers to alcoholics in the past six months. And yeah, I laugh a little bit, but that's a serious problem. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. All of these problems, all of these problems in the state of Michigan, they're not Donald Trump's problems. He did not cause these problems. And as much as this feckless queen of Michigan wants to say so, she took the responsibility unilaterally. Therefore, she is responsible for all of the things I just mentioned. She has turned the state into a disaster area. And all you have to do, I say this every, pretty much every show that I've had, is go on michigan.gov backslash coronavirus, and you will see we had a hump. That's the hump they said. We got to get over this hump. We got to flatten out the curve. We did. We flattened out the curve. Guess what? We're still locked down because she changed all of the parameters. Oh, no, nobody should ever get this disease ever again. And this article right here, it's in MLive. She says she is willing to keep her response identically the same until there is a vaccine. There may never be a vaccine. Guys, coronavirus is the same thing as a cold virus, okay? I know you've been told by the media that it's... Big, bad, horrible, blah, blah, blah. And you probably don't believe what I'm saying. Do the research. Look for yourself. There's a reason we don't have a cure for the common cold. Guess what? Cure for the coronavirus might take care of one of them. I guarantee you it's going to mutate and we're just going to fight it and fight it and fight it. It's still not going to do anybody any good if we're fighting it from a bankrupt state that has been shut down for a half a year because we have an idiot who's decided to be queen in Lansing. Those aren't just my thoughts. Trust me, a lot of people feel that way. I pray to God every day that she's a one-termer that everybody's going to see the light and boot her butt right out of Lansing next election. I will be leading the charge. I guarantee you I I'm right there. I'm ready to turn into an activist. We're winding this bad boy down. Now, one thing that happened and I'm going to give credit where credit due. If this is actually Gretch's idea, this should have been her first idea. She probably would have had a lot more people on her side. And I didn't know this until recently, but Michigan has just closed the sale of $800 million in bonds to rebuild some of the most traveled highways in the state. Michigan Department of Transportation officials say the money will allow the rebuilding of the roads rather than resurfacing, starting with the $60 million project already in progress on I-496 west of Lansing. It's the first of an expected $3.5 billion in bond issuances after the Republican-controlled state legislature churned down Gretch's request for a $0.45 cent a gallon fuel tax, which, and I'm adding this, would have been a direct attack on the working class of this state, especially the lower working class of this state. The people in Detroit, the people in Saginaw, the people who are working for a little less money, who don't have the opportunities. She says she's for them. The first thing she did was attack them. Remember that next time she runs for an election. Why wasn't this first? I could, I could agree with this. Sell bonds. Buy a bond. I mean, we paid for World War II, a lot of it, using bonds. I guarantee you this probably wasn't her idea. It's way too intelligent for her idea. <laughs> she just can't have that much of a thought. For, for the Democrats, it's tax, 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 keep taxing, tax even more. Oh, my gosh, we're winding down this stinking show so quick it's unreal. Let's get back to some weird stuff, okay? This one blew my mind. Okay, to get to where I was going yesterday, I had to go through Claire. 
If you ever find yourself in Claire, Michigan, promise me this. Okay, if those of you who are listening in chat, those of you who are not from Michigan, uh, if you take 127 straight up, you're going to eventually go through Claire. Now, my family, a lot of them live in Beaverton, Gladwin, which is just not too far from Claire. You got to go through Claire to get to it pretty much unless you're going around the Saginaw side of the state. But if you're in Claire, there's two places to go. Number one, Jay Sporting Goods. Jay Sporting Goods, and there's a little bitty, you know, this is attached to the back of it. There's this really cool military surplus place in the back of it where you can actually still buy, you know, uh, old army jeeps and and stuff like that. (laughs) That's a whole complex. Visit there, okay? And the other place is right downtown, Claire, called Cops and Donuts. Cops and Donuts is a donut shop that was getting ready to go out of business, and, and they were really good to all the local police, and the police bought them. The police all pooled their money together, actually bought them, and hired people to run it for them. It's called Cops and Donuts. Really cool place. Look those up. So speaking of Claire, I'll tell you a story here, and this is from the Detroit News. A simple Carfax report has led to the discovery of a car that belonged to a man who has been missing from the Saginaw area since 2011. Eric Frank's family had figured that a 2001 Chevy Malibu was destroyed or at the bottom of a lake. Instead, it was recently tracked to an owner in Clare, Michigan, who said he bought the vehicle from someone who had acquired it at an estate sale. The vehicle could be a huge break in the cold case. I can't describe the emotions of walking around the corner and seeing that car. Frank's brother-in-law, Chad Baus, told MLive, It was amazing to see the car and to see the condition it was in. It's a shiny 19-year-old car. State police took possession of the car Tuesday. I wonder if they... I feel sorry for the guy that bought it. It's going to be processed, Sergeant Joseph Rowley said. Hopefully that will unveil some sort of investigative lead for us. Franks was staying in a motel in 2011 when he was last seen. The 38-year-old moved to Saginaw County from Ohio to be closer to his daughter and a former girlfriend. Bow said the, students in Cal- or the student in California who had watched a YouTube video about Frank's case ran a Carfax report, which reveals a car's history. The report showed that a new ownership title was issued by the state on August 21st, followed by an oil change in Claire. So a student, a student found this thing. It was the most extraordinary thing, said Biles, who tracked down the car with his wife, Beth, after contacting the oil shop. Biles said the stains in the Malibu could be blood. I've kind of gotten used to the idea that we're never going to get answers, he said. Obviously, finding the car is just a huge piece of the puzzle that's been missing. So some student watched this on a YouTube video, ran a Carfax report, and I'm sure everybody's scratching their head and thinking, now why didn't we think of that? (laughs) (laughs) And they found this car nine years after this guy went missing. Weird stuff goes on in the state, folks. Weird, weird things. Uh, Speaking of weird, Detroit Tigers lost today. They are now 20 and 26, probably not going to do anything. Oh, yes, and the Lions lost, too. They were ahead through most of the game, as usual, and as usual, They pulled defeat from the jaws of victory at the last moment. (laughs) Some things just never change, and just they don't. We don't sports very well in this state. However, one thing we do good around here is we fish, and it is time. Bitch, you're going fishing all of the time. Baby, going fishing too. Bet your life. Your sweet wife gon' catch more fish than you. You tell him, Tosh. Many fish bites if you got good bait. Oh, here's a little tip that I would like to relate. With my pole mama and my line. I'm a gone fishing. Yes, I'm gone fishing. And the baby gone fishing too. That's right. Time for the fishing report. Upper Peninsula. Little Bay Dinock Night Anglers. We're having the best luck with walleye using crawler harnesses or stick bait. Uh, Keweenaw Bay and Munising, gusty winds were keeping people off the lakes. There were a few salmon biting, not a whole lot. Manistique River, some salmon, not like previous years. We're having kind of a crappy September. That's why. Uh, Manistique River, some salmon, uh, not like previous years. Cedarville and Hessel, yellow perch and a lot of small ones. So they had to pick through the small ones to get to the keepers. Uh, Northwest Lower Peninsula, Harbor Springs and Petoskey, Lake Trout, Chinook, and Cohoes are being caught deep, deep, like 100, 120 feet. 
Get him down here, guys. Charlevoix was having slow action. A few Chinooks were being caught 100, 120 foot down. Boyne River, salmon were being caught at the dam. In Ludington, Chinooks were being caught by uh, near the pier heads. I fished them pier heads a few times. That's some good fishing out there. Brown trout, Chinooks. Again, again, like I said, almost the whole state. Deep is the key word to get them Chinooks and those cohos. Uh, Sheboygan was hit or miss. Looks like uh, spoons were getting the salmons. Alpena, lake trout, steelhead, walleye, everything was getting caught with spoons in the north, northeast lower peninsula. Asabo River was slow except for smallmouth rock bass. They were kind of hitting. Houghton Lake, walleyes were slow, but they're starting to actually pick up. That's right, JC, that's deep. You get out there in Lake Michigan, you got to throw them great big old weights on there. Get them uh, get them tro- uh, trolls down, way down there. Hundred, Some of them 140 feet deep in the Alsable. Or in the Alpena, I should say. Southwest Lower Peninsula, St. Joseph River. Few salmon. Eh, South Haven. South Haven's my place. I love that place. Rough waters. When people did get out, they were getting a few salmon. Not like before. We're just having really rough waters on Lake Michigan right now. Uh, Grand River near Grand Rapids, shore anglers and some of the people out there in the shallows were catching cohos. Southeast Lower Peninsula, where yours truly is broadcasting. Lake Erie, the perch were starting to pick up in around 24 feet of water. Detroit River, there was some walleye getting caught. Fair amount of walleye being caught out in the Detroit, Detroit River. Harbor Beach was slow. Walleye was about 80 feet down. Uh, trout, about 90 feet down. If you were right, right, right around 100 uh, in Harbor Beach, if you were about 130 feet of water and you went 90 feet down, you were catching them. That is the Michigan Fishing Report. Get out there. Get that worm wet, guys. <laughs> oh, man, five more minutes. Thank you so much for joining me on Circumspice, the right side of Michigan. I am just having a blast doing this show uh remember a couple days we got small game hunting coming up got squoils you can go out there and shoot the squoils okay yeah walleye walleye are common in the chat gr says walleye are common throughout michigan yes last week my brother-in-law caught a 24 inch one you have not lived until you've caught walleye all summer long and your mother-in-law fillets them and freezes them and then Labor Day weekend, she has a really huge fish fry up in her camper in Mesick. You have not lived until you've lived that life, my friend. Walleye are a blast to catch. Not like the bass around here, but they're, they're, they're still a, it, it's like trying to drag up a log that's fighting back. <laughs> but anyways, yes, and they taste good too, and they're good for you. Squirrel uh, season's coming up, rabbit season, small game season's coming up on the 15th. Get out there. There's some state land. Get some permission. Check your local laws. Check your local listings. Get out there and do some hunting. Get outside. It's beautiful. Even when it's not beautiful out, the fresh air is going to do you good. Going to help you fight the Rona. I'm going to call it a night. I got some things I got to do before I hit the hay. God bless you. God bless America. God bless the great state of Michigan. Thank you guys for joining me in the chat. Join me Friday night. For I do this for free. We got great shows on KLR and radio.net all week long. Starting tomorrow in the morning, you got the Daily Dose. Tomorrow afternoon, in the evening, you've got uh, FUBAR. You've got, I mean, uh, all of these great shows. Cyber Wars all throughout the week. You got great stuff going on. Keep your tab on KLR and radio.net. Just keep a tab there. Keep it open. Keep playing. You're going to find something you love. God bless you. We'll talk again soon. I'm out of here.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.